Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Anna, you've been in business for 42 years, so tell us why now is the time you decided to close. Uh, are you closing the business or setting on the business of what are you doing? So I'm closing I'm closing my salon on the main street in Nira. Um, and I'm going to work I'm going to work from my own unit at home. Um, so I thought I'm changing businesses if you like. But I'm actually closing on on the mainstream. And why am I doing it? Well, I suppose for personal reasons, for myself, I had a little bit of a health scare last year. I'm fine, but um, I suppose it, ma- it makes you think and reevalue uh, your your life. And uh, I suppose how much time you want to be given to your work, right? And allowing a little bit more time for yourself as well, really. So. Um, yeah, so, so it's fair to say, you're, you're, are, yeah, are you scaling back for health reasons? Is that one of the reasons you're doing it? Well, it would be one. It would be. It would be one of the main reasons. It would be one of the, the main reasons. But I just want to make it well known. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Right. Thank God. Thank God. So I suppose I'm lucky that I've made the decision, and um, the decision wasn't made for me. Um, oh. And yeah. So and I think too, Alan. You know, every, <laughs> we all have our days. So. Um, and after 42 years, I just thought, you know, it would be just nice to um, do, break it down a little bit and do exactly what what I love doing. So, and that's, and I'm, I'm lucky that I'm going to be able to continue doing that. Yeah. So, uh, What will happen to the premises then, Anna, have you decided? Uh, not sure. All that will be sorted in the new year, if you've got, I, I suppose, when I, you know, now, I didn't make the decision lightly. I didn't make it overnight. Um so, but uh, when I made the decision, there's lots of reasons for, uh, that stop us from making decisions yeah. um, and acting on them. And I just thought, I'm going to take a leap of faith. Um, I obviously let my team know first. And I, I chose Christmas Eve because it's, it's such um, it's such a, a lovely day in the salon. And it's a day that we all enjoy. So, yeah. and I said, the, the rest will follow. The rest right. will follow. All right. You, you you spoke to me quite a lot during the lockdown. Uh, can yeah. you t- tell me a little bit about how businesses like yours have adapted since the pandemic and we've come out the other side of it? Um, you know, really, I would say positively uh, because you, you reevaluate things and you, you suddenly realise, like, you know, you gave time and people were, were so much more... Well, first of all, appreciate hairdressers never felt as much loved and appreciated, um, and and wanted. So, and people like made their appointments, stuck with their appointments by the main, and um, so I think it has had more of a positive effect yeah, right. on our industry. To be honest, with you, Alan. Yeah, and would you say it was the hardest part of the career because it's been a it's been a wonderful career, and we're going to look at some of the positivity and particularly Rapunzel. But uh, would you say, looking back over the years, that 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 whole two and a half three years was the was the most difficult part of your entire business career? For me personally, I would say yes. For and and so I don't want to speak for the whole industry as a whole. Um, I didn't do lockdowns well. Um, I, I I missed the structure in my life. I missed people. I missed the communication and I missed doing hair. You know, I missed doing what I love doing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not... I, I tried at one stage, you know, c- to consider doing an online shop, which we were being encouraged to do. And it's great some people manage to do that. 
But it wasn't my forte. It wasn't my forte. So from that point of view, as I said, from me on a personal level, I don't do lockdowns well. So yeah. uh, it has. Uh, and then, oh, my God, the, for, you know, to, once they announced the uh, opening, reopening dates of the song, like you're you'd be trying to fit in everybody trying to you know like who did you do first who was who could you leave for longer and everybody wanted to get in you know so that and you'd sleepless nights over that and i suppose and i suppose that's what happened then when we went back like i worked crazy hours as most hairdressers did but it took a toll on my health and um but you wanted to you wanted to look after your clients you just wanted, and then yeah. we were going from one lockdown to the next, and like I think I, I, I <laughs> the October and the and reopening again in December, that period nearly killed me. Yeah, that was that right. was a really tough one. That was a really tough one. So yeah, um, yeah. There you go. And I know there are hopefully lots of your customers listening to us at the moment. You're in the New Ross area and have been for 42 years. But, uh, I mean, everyone would like to have leave behind some sort of a legacy. You're you're not going anywhere fast, I can tell you, but you are the founder of the Rapunzel Foundation, which we all know is such an amazing organisation, Anna. Uh, Will you be continuing to work with that? I mean, I I know of so Um, many people who have helped you with that. Talk to me a little bit about that. How how did you go about doing that? Well, I suppose really, um, it, it, I suppose just <laughs> try, try and, and break it down as, as, as easy as I can. I, um, I, I was doing a week fitting service and I, I met two young girls in very close succession wearing a freedom wig. So it's a, a piece that suctions onto the head. And um, one of the mums was growing her hair for her daughter's wig. Uh, now these girls were only five and six. Um, because there was a shortage of hair, and I just thought, you know what? I'm a hairdresser. I can, I can get hair, and that's that's where the concept grew. Um, and from there, uh, I had um, a, a friend of mine who's also into marketing, Paul Paul and she came up with the name for the Rapunzel Foundation. It took me a year to get the first haircut, which was a little girl, Amy. She was making a holy communion, and I was doing her hair that Sunday morning, and. I said, oh, Amy's fabulous hair. And her mom said, you know, you know she wants to get that hair cut. And I said, well, I know a little girl who would love this hair. And I told her the story of the little girl with no hair. So she was the first girl that came. And um, so if you're listening, Amy, Amy Lawler, uh, she was the first girl that donated her hair. And um, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of how it, it just took off then. Yeah. So it is phenomenal. Now, we are in the process. There is somebody taking over the charity but obviously I will stay on the board because I wouldn't be able to run it you know we run it from the salon um, like I've Nula who does my account she she does a lot of the work for it um, I've Deborah at the desk and she does a huge amount of uh, correspondence and taking calls and that and then I've a girl who was with me Emma who um, she did the website and stuff like that, which is at the moment is, is not an operation because of the transition. So we ran it from the salon, and like the girls, like Tara and Emma that work with me now, they would do the cuts and that. But we weren't the only salons; it's salons all over Ireland that yeah. are doing the cuts. You know, so and then the ponytails come to us. So like we would get we would get up to a hundred ponytails a week coming into a salon, and I mean even during COVID. Because people were cutting for children at home, 
Anna, time has caught up on us for the moment, but I want to wish you the very best of luck for the Thank future. You. As you see, you're, you're, you're scaling back a little bit, but you're not going to be lost to the... Uh, you know, that's it, and it's kind of hard. Like, I am, I'm retiring from mainstream business. But I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm. I'm. I'm breaking it down. I'm just going to do, as I said, what I love: cut care and basic yeah. color. And can I just say, Alan, when I have this opportunity on air, can I just say thank you so much to all of my wonderful clients and to all of my fellow traders who have just been amazing. My family for their support throughout the year. The team that I have with me at the moment. Yeah. Just absolutely unbelievable and especially to my son who <laughs> I, I hadn't the time to give him when at times when he was growing up because we had recessions and stuff but just a huge thank you for, to everybody um, and uh, the traders did a lovely presentation to me this uh, weekend and I just want to thank everybody for their support their good wishes and right. and, and just the love that I'm, I'm getting at the moment is just Terrific. And thank you very much. I appreciate your time as well. Pleasure to talk to you, Anna. Just, I, I have one quick question. Anything yes. on the bucket list that you would like to do? Something that you've never oh. done? Would you like to climb a mountain? Would you, I don't know. What, what's your plan? <laughs> what would you love to do? Do, do you know, actually, I haven't, I, I, I do love to ski. And I, I, said, I just said to my son this weekend, that's one thing I want to do. I haven't done it for years and years. And I'm probably pushing on a little bit, but I want to do it one more time before I have to hang off the ski. So that's, that's one of the things on my bucket list. So there you go. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.